0: Welcome back, everybody, to the latest episode of the Level Up Podcast. This is where you learn how to go from agent to entrepreneur. And we've got a great topic here today. It's just me and Greg once again back with you. And uh, first of all, Greg, welcome back. Thanks
1: so much. Yeah, thanks. uh, Thanks for, uh, you know, joining me today. You know, sometimes I get lonely without you. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well, we have some amazing guests, which we always love to have, but it's, it's yeah. fun just to like get in because I get to pick your brain on stuff and basically be the voice of the audience and, and ask the types of questions that we, we want to. And this is kind of the forum to do that. So by the way, if anybody wants to ask Greg a question or have an idea for a topic, uh, look me up on Facebook and, and shoot me a message. So, um, but we want to talk about a little bit, like a couple of um, of these kind of mini episodes that you and I did together. We went super big picture. And we yeah. talked about all the change, the iBuyer, the Amazon, you know, the whole big sweep of changes that are coming to real estate. And those are really fun conversations because both of us are strategic thinkers, and we just enjoy the battle of ideas and and all that stuff. But we want to bring it back down and really zoom back in to what people can be doing every day. So mm-hmm. let's start there. Um, it's easy to get overwhelmed, but what should the average agent, the average team leader, the person that's running a real estate business from day to day? How do they cope with the changes while focusing on what they have control over?
1: yeah focusing on what they have control over that's that that's uh that's i think a a significant statement there you know i think where what's happened is we we're there's so much noise right we we know that it's that's nothing yeah. new um but when we look at like let's look at the conversations that are being had about real estate you know and and i and i monitor you know multiple or 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 tune into multiple you know uh, real estate facebook uh you know um pages and you know mm-hmm. big groups and whatnot and it seems like there's so much chatter about, um, whether it be an Amazon or an iBuyer or a Zillow, and whether it be disruption and Compass and Relogy and, you know, who, who knows? Just all these big things that really, it's the, the majority of the agents have, like, there's nothing they can do about it. And it's, it, it's, it's probably more um, entertainment than it is awareness. Now I say all that I do believe an agent should be aware of changes that are shifting in the market. But what, what dawned on me recently as I'm working with my agents is that there's just an overwhelming amount of questions about big picture. And while we're dealing with the answers and, and talking about big picture, I feel like this, the, the, the now picture is being neglected. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I, I wrote down something while you were talking a moment ago and um, and it's it you we, remember this it always takes longer than we think. these big yeah. changes yeah these big changes take a long time. I mean we're talking about there's this is a big difference between you know a, a disruption would be similar to a barge right and 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 your today's activities and the, your activities and how it can actually change your Results today, let's think of that like your activities as being a, a speedboat, you know, versus a barge. Both of them can turn around, but the barge or the big ship, it takes miles for them to actually make a turn. Mm-hmm. But the speedboat, it takes seconds, right? It just turns on a dime, right? Mm-hmm. So it, you know, most people are focusing on these big old things that are changing, but and, and, and they're experiencing fear. And when they experience fear, they invest more focus and more time and energy into watching it. Right. Because they can't do anything about it, right? And I can't <laughs> right. do anything about it. So yeah. all we can do is be entertained by it, or nobody's going to accept that from it. everyone's going to say, great, I'm not entertained by it. No, it, it's a form of entertainment. It's kind of like riding by an accident. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like no one wants to admit that they're being entertained by two cars that have crashed and there's ambulances all over the place. Well, Mm -hmm. if you're not being entertained by it and entertained in some crazy way, then why the heck are you focusing on it? You're getting something out of it. And we are getting something out of being entertained or being, you know, distracted by all these big things. And the challenge is, is that we're not focused on what's going on in the present. Mm -hmm. And if we actually, let's just assume for a minute that in five years, the market or the industry changed so much that it put thousands of realtors out of business. Well, if that was going to happen, if that's a truth, who cares? If you take those same thousand agents and they focus right now in the present of changing how they do business so they can get better results, like on their next listing appointment, they could generate enough money in the next five years that it wouldn't be so devastating if the industry were to change. Hmm. Fair point. Like like the point between now and when the change it changes so much that it really impacts us in a noticeable manner. If we keep our focus on the present moment and do the things and learn the things we need to learn to continually get better on a daily basis, We will create enough business and wealth, as long as you're responsible with your money, that when the time comes that now all of a sudden we have to, you know, business looks different for us, you'll be in a much different financial position. And when you're in a different financial position, you actually view change differently. (laughs) See, The the people that are saying, well, you know what? I welcome change. Those are usually the people that actually have some savings.
2: Mm, Yeah.
1: The people that are like fighting change are the ones that actually, they're really fighting for survival. They're more in survival mode than thrival mode. Well, the key is, is like the way to get in and shift is to focus on today. So that's a a long conversation that I just had with you, Matt, but the the point is, is I want my agents and I want agents to focus on fundamentals and start focusing on that right now, getting better today. And be aware of tomorrow, but let's not worry about tomorrow
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah, there was something you said in the in the pre show that I wanted to bring out and have you elaborate on, which was that a lot of times in those even if some of those big sweeping changes come to pass and they affect the real estate industry in, in a drastic way, you pointed out something which is that uh, like at the end of the day, mostly what it affects is the types of conversations you're having. Mm. With mm-hmm. the prospect yeah. who's sitting across the kitchen table for him from you, and so, uh, uh, what, uh, elaborate yeah. a little bit on what you mean by that.
1: Yeah. So, you. Know, so, when when we look at massive change, okay, usually change doesn't mean you go in business. You're in business, or now you're out of business. Change just means that it's a. It, it requires a different conversation to thrive in the new business. Mm-hmm. So, like I, I think, iBuyers would be a fantastic example, right? You got iBuyers are coming out. Oh my good. When it first came out, it was like, this, it's over. End, that's the, the end of the real estate agent. We are now actually seeing that there's a path to get rid of the real estate agents. But then you had some pretty top agents, you know, in some of these markets where these iBuyer programs went into first, that they changed the conversation. They says, okay, this is the new game. So now it's a new presentation. And then they started going out, they changed their marketing. They started, you know, talking to people about, hey, you know, I can guarantee to get you three offers within the next 48 hours. And then all of a sudden that got them into appointments. And then they sat there and they took a listing and then they submitted it to all these iBuyer programs. They fulfilled on that promise. Maybe the 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 I buyer bought the property. Most of the time, they did not. But right. the person that actually secured the listing, made promises, delivered on those promises. That was a conversation that three years ago did not exist. Hmm. Now, if those same agents that were in those iBuyer buyer markets, like the 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 first ones, like the 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 Arizona markets, the you know Atlanta market, and wherever else they were. Those agents, those top agents, they for a short moment, because some of them called me uh, for a short (laughs) moment, they were freaking out. Right. But that didn't last long. They immediately, those good agents, they immediately said, we got to change the conversation. Hmm. They changed the conversation. Now they're creating coaching programs and selling to the agents (laughs) on how to actually, you know, you know, use the, uh, use the uh, leverage the iBuyer program. Mm -hmm. And I'm not, and I'm saying good for them. Mm Mm-hmm. But that's a great example of like something new occurred. It was pretty scary. People changed the conversation and they actually made it work for them. Mm -hmm. And that will continue to occur. Most of the time when something is disrupting, it's disrupting the current conversations we're having, meaning the current conversations and methodologies, presentations, they no longer work. But that doesn't mean that method that there aren't methods and presentations and conversations that don't work. That means that there are some that do work. It's just the old ones don't work anymore. You got to right. figure out what the new one is.
0: Yeah, I, I, I want to, I, there was one, if I remember right, I think it was you and me talking about this a while back. So, and I don't know if it was actually on the podcast. It might've been behind the scenes. Um, there's a really good example I felt like you gave in the aftermath of the crash Right, and so circa 08, 09, I think you talked about how you had to change the conversation then uh, around that you were having with sellers.
2: Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah. Does that
0: sound familiar? So, so if if that's a good yeah. example that would apply here, I'd love to go back to that to give people like a visceral example of of a change you've already lived through, where you realized that the conversation just needed to shift.
1: Yeah. So let's talk pre-crash, right? Because in okay. two thousand eight, like by the time somebody says it's the market crashed, then all of the symptoms for the crash would be before that date right whatever the date is that it officially yeah. crashed it, all the symptoms and everything was yeah led up to a, that it started
0: to massively soften up in the midwest in 07 cuz i was in yes. so
1: um, so let's talk about 07 so when we started noticing in 07 that the some of the metrics that we would measure days on market listings uh, you know inventory uh, prices you know prices of the pendings you know, all these numbers we would look at when we saw that there was some shifts and we thought that the trend had actually, that a new trend had been formed, then we immediately went to, we have started thinking about, we have got to save our property we've got to, our goal now is that the way that we win is to help our sellers lose the least. It's not like you know, like there were other, like it, I'm in a, I'm in a market that has some resort properties in it. Right. So in 2007, there were still on-site offices selling high rise new construction in 2007. Mm-hmm. Right. Which, which the market's already like, we are, there's already a problem here. Right. Mm-hmm. So they're sitting here, like they're forced because they have to sell it. Right. They're trying to sell their, their new, their new construction. Ages. They're trying to sell this. That's their job. Yeah. yeah. But there were plenty of other real estate agents that were still telling people, yeah, keep buying. I know this market's a little bit soft. We just think this is just a little hiccups, a little speed bump. Things are going to continue to go up. And those are the agents that went out of business. Mm. We, 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 at the same time that there were some agents say, buy more, buy more, buy more. We were selling. We were saying we weren't working with those people. <laughs> we, we actually shifted from working all those buyers because we didn't want to sell that fantasy. We wanted to go ahead and sell reality. So we started going after the sellers and saying, sell now, sell now, sell now. You've already made 80% return. You can stay in this for the next two years and maybe you make 90% return. Wow. A big 10% is 80, not good enough. You Mm -hmm. could, your upside is you might be able to make a little bit more, but your downside is you could lose your butt. Yep. So when you looked at, you have another 10% upside, but in order to get that, you're actually going to have to assume maybe 40% downside risk. Mm -hmm. Is it really worth it? So we shifted the conversation
2: Hmm.
1: and we were getting people out of these properties before the market crashed, not before it went down. It was already sliding down, but we were saying, get out, get out, get out. First out will be the winner. First out will be the winner.
2: Mm.
1: That's good. That was our conversations. So price reductions, um, we got aggressive on price reductions where th- at that time, I would call you for a price reduction. I say, hey, look, you got three options. You know, The good thing is you got three options. Number one, you can reduce the price to blank or you can reduce the pl- price to a little bit less than that, meaning not as much of a reduction, but add 1% on the commission. Mm-hmm. Or we could just go ahead and withdraw the property. Mm -hmm. And then they would say, well, what do you mean withdraw the property? Yeah, I mean, you know, I've got to have integrity here because if I keep the property listed and we don't do one or two, then I'm giving you a false sense of security, a false sense of hope that there's a chance this property is going to sell. And I just want to tell you right now, there's zero chance this property is going to sell. So it's one, two. And if it's not one and two, it's automatically three Mm because I am not going to sit here and act as if you've got a chance when you don't. Right. Like that's like people would, are going to listen to this now and say, holy crap, you really said that? Yeah. But you got to remember what there was blood on the streets. This right. was disaster in our, this was a bursting bubble. Right. And I had to do what I had to do to save, to help my owners make good, sound business decisions. And so many of them would be, you know, they were losing their butts, writing checks for $50,000 or $100,000 because they're upside down, thanking me for getting them out of this thing. Wow. So I changed my conversation. The industry had major disruption. I changed the conversation. And because I changed the conversation, I captured more market share. Hmm.
0: That's interesting. It's really good. And it just goes to show you, you talk about yourself and those situations, the agents that you mentioned in the markets where iBuyers came first. I think there's that you have to get over the initial emotion of something is changing and now I have to deal with it. And then you reset and you just decide like, Hey, there, there is some solution. There is a way for us to change the conversation and stay in the game. The only question is just how, how do I find it? Right? Like uh, to me, that's, it's, it's another evidence of your like you just have this belief that there is always a solution. The only question is how long is it going to take to find it, you know, in, in your yeah. case, which I, which I really admire. I don't, I, I'm still cultivating that inside myself.
1: Have you ever read the book by Daryl Rutherford called Be the Solution? I don't think so.
0: Yeah. Are you making a book recommendation to me right now that I have not, that I have not yeah. seen? Yeah. Okay. Be the Solution. Yeah.
1: Okay. Because, and, and I don't even know, it might be hard to find it. It might be hard because this, this was never like, this is oh, probably a self. Th- uh, yeah, this is old. The guy who wrote it was Daryl Rutherford. I, I hope he's still alive, but I think it was a hundred when, uh, you know, when I first met him and, 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 mm-hmm. uh, me and Jeff Quentin and a few other guys, Thatch Nguyen or that's when, um, we all hired him and he personally coached us as a group. It was awesome. Really? Um, yeah. And, um, Uh, and it's called Be the Solution. And there's a follow-up book that he did that, um, that our group, he ended up talking about our group in a follow-up book. But you just said, you know, I always have that, you know, that at least mindset, whether I'm, Mm -hmm. whether I believe it or I don't believe it, I I tend to exude that, Hey, there's always a way. Right. But I, I would say it's a little bit more deeply embedded than maybe most people would think it's not manufactured based Mm -hmm. on, you know, just like an affirmation I'm trying to convince myself. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you notice in most of my signatures, you know, you'll see be the solution in different places a lot of times. Um, (laughs) And that's what, when there's change, you have to, there is a solution. Right. And if you as the agent, if you're going to, if you'll be the solution, you, you are going to gain market share. Yeah. And you give, yeah. you, and to me, there's no neutral. You're either being the solution or you're being the problem. Mm-hmm. There is no even.
0: Right. Love it. All right. I got, I got a book to order. All right, people. Yeah. Uh, Greg, what's the best way to reach out and connect with you?
1: Uh, just reach, reach out to me on Facebook Messenger if there's anything I can do for you.
0: All right. Uh, Make sure to leave the podcast a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. You can also grab it on Spotify and Stitcher and all your favorite apps, all that good stuff. Uh, You can go to the leveluppodcast.com and get the video versions there or go straight to YouTube and look up the podcast. So basically any way you want it, we've got it for you. Um, Greg, this has been awesome. I really appreciate it.
1: Yes, I love it. That was fun. And I look forward to the next one for sure absolutely go out there and get that book be the solution man. <laughs> i text me if you have a problem finding it i i mean really it's not it's kind of um, like one of those underground books that like don't really you know well, yeah, just, be, just anyway.
0: because i happen to look it up while we're still on uh for the for the listening audience i think the book is called being the solution no nope. no not by the who
1: by who Errol rutherford yes is it got a red cover yep yeah. Yeah. yeah being, and there's no, the no. There's no chance he's ever changed the color. So it's, 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 <laughs> I don't think over. so. It looks Just like got it's one the version, eight. and it was like a long time ago. So that's
0: <laughs> it. <laughs> so being the solution, uh, a spiritual path to personal power and financial independence. So yeah, I'm gonna have that book on its way later today. Yeah. All right. Again, Greg. Thanks so much.
1: Thank you, man.